0: Welcome to the audio podcast of Morning Psalms and Prayers from First Reformed Church in Edgerton, Minnesota, a weekday devotional time in the Psalms. Good morning. Welcome to Morning Psalms and Prayer. Today is Thursday, September 17th. We begin with another prayer from Hughes Elephant Old. Let us pray. O God of the dawn and God of the lightning, God of the full bright sun and God of the colored northern lights. Grant us your Holy Spirit, the comforter that Christ has promised. Grant that through the hearing of your word, we might see the radiance of the transfigured Christ until the day dawns and the morning star rises in our hearts. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Okay, we are in Psalm 71 today. Hear the word of the Lord. In you, O Lord, do I take refuge. Let me never be put to shame. In your righteousness deliver me, and rescue me, incline your ear to me, and save me. Be to me a rock of refuge, to which I may continually come. You have given the command to save me, for you are my rock and my fortress. Rescue me, O my God, from the hand of the wicked, from the grasp of the unjust and cruel man. For you, O Lord, are my hope, my trust, O Lord, from my youth. Upon you I have leaned from before my birth. You are he who took me from my mother's womb. My praise is continually of you. I have been as portent to many, but you are my strong refuge. My mouth is filled with your praise and with your glory all the day. Do not cast me off in the time of old age. Forsake me not when my strength is, is spent. For my enemies speak concerning me. Those who watch for my life consult together and say, God has forsaken him. Pursue and seize him, for there is none to deliver him. O God, be not far from me. O my God, make haste to help me. May my accusers be put to shame and consumed. With scorn and disgrace may they be covered who seek my hurt. But I will hope continually, and will praise you yet more and more. My mouth will tell of your righteous acts, of your deeds of salvation all the day. For their number is past my knowledge. With the mighty deeds of the Lord God I will come. I will remind them of your righteousness, yours alone. O God, from my youth you have taught me. And I still proclaim your wondrous deeds, so even to old age and gray hairs, O God, do not forsake me, until I proclaim your might to another generation, your power to all those to come. Your righteousness, O God, reaches the high heavens. You have done great things, O God, who is like you. You who have made me see many troubles and calamities will revive me again. From the depths of the earth you will bring me up again. You will increase my greatness and comfort me again. I will also praise you with the harp for your faithfulness, O my God. I will I will sing praises to you with the lyre, O holy one of Israel. My lips will shout for joy when I sing praises to you. My soul also, which you have redeemed, and my tongue will talk of your righteous help all the day long, for they have been put to shame and disappointed who sought to do me hurt. Psalm 71 takes us back to a familiar theme. In you, O Lord, do I take refuge, we read in verse 1. How many times have we seen that? How many times have we seen that this is the general idea that so many of the Psalms have, that God is a fortress, that God is a refuge, that when life is under attack, God is the one who rescues his people. But look at what the psalmist says here. In your righteousness, deliver me and rescue me, incline your ear to me and save me. He's understanding that God just isn't some place that they sit and they rest and they, they do nothing. They need the active help of God to be rescued. So who is God to them? He's a rock of refuge to which they continually come. They run to him. They know that they need God. They can't do this on their own. And so we understand that the same should be true for us. We need to have God as our refuge, the one to whom we run to. Now, what is neat about this psalm is it sort of has a timeline, doesn't it? It talks about uh, what's going on, and it talks about all these different things. But then we get to this point where it talks about, uh, in verse 17, and I haven't highlighted here, but verse 17, O God, from my youth you have taught me. But then it says, in verse 18, so even to old age and gray hairs, O God, do not forsake me. He's saying, God from my young age to my old age. I'm going, I need to take you as a refuge. God, uphold me until I proclaim your might to another generation, your power to all those who come. That is the idea that we're seeing here, that God is a refuge for all of life, right? That we're better off having followed God when we're young and we're, and we're still very well off having followed God when we are older and everything in between. And so, as you see, if you're watching on video, I have highlighted this in verse 19. Your righteousness, O God, reaches, to the high, reaches the high heavens. You who have done great things, O God, who is like you? So, this God that we are to follow from our young age to our old age, we follow him because there is nothing like him. He is the God who is the ultimate. He is not simply uh, the God who is here or there. He is God to the high heavens. It's magnified. He is everywhere. And he's done great things. This isn't just something that we talk about or it's just conceptual. The psalmist is saying, you've done great things. And so who can, who, what other God, who, who else can claim these things? And so the psalmist says in verse 20, you who have made me see many troubles and calamities will revive me again from the depths of the earth. You will bring me up again, no matter how bad things are. And even though the psalmist sees that that God has allowed things to happen that that are bad, he understands that God will revive him. Why? Because he sees who this God is. He's, He's this refuge. He's this fortress. He is the strength of his people. And so as we conclude this psalm, we see how this ends. And my tongue will talk of your righteous help all the day long, for they have been put to shame and disappointed who sought to do me hurt. The psalmist has a certain belief, a certain trust, that God is doing good for his people, that God is rescuing his people. And so what does he do? Well, we have it in front of us. He wrote out this psalm, and he says that his tongue will talk of the righteous help all the day long. He is praising God. Now, let's look at this psalm as a prayer, as, as, as something of worship, as something that would have been used throughout the ages by the people of God. There is, a, there is a belief here that this prayer applies to not only the person who wrote it, but to you and to I. And so what do we do? Well, we understand this this grace that God shows us. We understand the help that God gives his people, that he revives his people from the depths. And so what do we do? Well, we say this psalm along with this psalmist. We sing this psalm in some shape or form. Uh, maybe not exactly these words, but in in maybe in a, uh, some of the words in here maybe have been used in other songs. Some of, uh, maybe you've sang it from a psalter where it's been translated in such a way that it's more singable. But we sing this, we proclaim this, we say this prayer along with the people of God. Why? Because he is a refuge and a strength all the days. Not just my young age to my gray hair, but all of the people of God have that certain trust. And so we're doing something as we read this psalm, as we proclaim this psalm, and as our tongues talk of God's righteous help all the day long, we're doing what the people of God have always done. We see the grace and the mercy of God And then we let that flow out of our lives. And sometimes that can be hard. We get busy. But I hope this psalm is a reminder that as we see the goodness of God, that we want to talk of the righteous help that he has given us, that that today we have been shown the grace of God. We have gotten out of bed, the sun has risen, and we can see the mercy of God in all the things that we do in our life. So may that righteous talk be on our tongue today. Let us go to prayer. Father in heaven, your righteousness, O God, reaches the high heavens. You have done great things and there is none like you. You are the God who revives his people in the midst of many troubles and calamities. We even trust that you will revive us from death on the last day, when you resurrect your people from the depths of the earth to eternal life. Today we bring our prayers for the body of Christ. We pray that unity would prevail within your church. In a world of division, let your church be light to the world, and may our unity be centered not on the ideas of people, but instead be centered on the proclamation of Christ and Him crucified. In the life, death, resurrection, ascension of Jesus, we find not only our hope, but we also find a message that can unite your church. May our Christian walks be centered on the great truth of who you are and what you have done, and may it bring unity between believers in our community and across the world. As we begin this day, by your word and spirit, bring peace and joy to your people that our lips might shout for joy when we sing praise to you. For you have redeemed our souls. And so may our tongues talk of your righteous help all the day long, that Christ might be glorified in our lives today. We pray this all in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right. Have yourself a very good Thursday. Take care. Thank you for listening. Subscribe to our podcast feed so you don't miss an episode. If you would like more information on our congregation, you can find it at edgertonfrc.org. You can also watch the videos of these devotions at our Facebook page and YouTube channel.